Welcome back to Rabbi Daniel Lappin On Demand on the Blaze Radio Network. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. And then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. Now, when I'm looking at that clock there, when, when Rob asked me to introduce my old friend Daniel Appen, um, actually when he came to me this evening, he said, now, Jerry, you have about six minutes so can you keep it to under six minutes? Um, but I'm, I'm looking at the time, and I think, remember that time when Ron earlier this evening said, pay no attention to that screen? So I've got, I think, negative 15 minutes now. So I'm going to have to go back in time to introduce him. All right, when uh, Rob and Tony Stinson reached out to me, and they said, do you know this um, guy, this Rabbi Daniel Lappin? We're thinking about having him as a speaker. And do you know anything about him? And I said, yes, he's my rabbi. And they kind of laughed. And I, I can understand why. So you might be wondering, why precisely do I need a rabbi? I'm a Christian. Um, I'm, I'm, an I'm an ordained Catholic deacon and I worship at a Pentecostal church, why do I need a rabbi? <laughs> well, reason number one is because 30 years ago in seminary, I flunked Hebrew. Uh, thank you for the pity laugh. Um, and it's, it's worse than just flunked Hebrew. I didn't flunk the final exam. I didn't flunk the midterm. I flunked the alphabet. Literally, flunked the alphabet. That's not really the reason that I need a rabbi. And it's not the reason you need a rabbi. The reason we need a rabbi is that two-thirds of the Bible is not the New Testament. And that two-thirds is often ignored by Christians who somehow have gotten the idea that only that last one-third is for us. And there are treasures in that two-thirds, and particularly treasures for for people like you and like me who deal with money, finances, economics, and the rise and fall of nations, because most of the stuff about that is in, those, in that two-thirds. That's where the wisdom is locked up. And we ignore it, but there are a group of people... I have to, I'm not the speaker tonight. This, this, I, I'm kind of getting into speaker mode. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm the introducer. There is a group of people who have been thinking about that two-thirds of the Bible 
reading it in what is for them a native language, something they learned from Hebrew school. They learned it by the time they're bar mitzvahed, and they've been studying it for 4,000 years and arguing, believe me, arguing over every last jot and tittle of it. And there are treasures there, and we don't know about them, and they do. That's why we need a rabbi. And no one does it better than Daniel Lappin. I have never seen anybody who can communicate. This started when I interviewed him after the September 11th attack. And he came out and wrote about the terrorist attack on the United States and the difference between Christian civilization and Islamic civilization with more clarity than any writer that I had ever read before, including Christian writers. He saw what was going on, so I interviewed him on my radio show. And I came home that day, we homeschooled all the kids so they listened to the radio show while I was, you know, it was a morning show and he was later in the morning so it was the time when they were up and hearing it. And I came home and they were excited, the little kids excited. Dad, that was great. If C.S. Lewis were alive today, that's what he would sound like. And believe me, in the Boyer household, that is high praise. <laughs> and we became friends. And he would send me his books, um, Thou Shalt Prosper, Buried Treasure, the tape series about the Ten Commandments, uh, the tape series about the, the Tower of Babel, and we, would, we, we, we remained friends, and there was an information flow back and forth. Rabbi Lappin taught me that one of the Hebrew words for friend is Yadit. Yadit. Yad and Yad together. The Hebrew word Yad means hand. Friend is hand and hand together. And what we did, what we've done since September 11th is back and forth, exchanging ideas with one another. Email, phone, conversations on radio and television. And he, every one of those books and every one of those tape series has had an impact on my life and on the life of my family. Now, I don't want to give you the wrong idea. He's not my favorite rabbi. I didn't want to play things up too much. My favorite rabbi is here tonight as well. He's here. He's not the speaker. He's listening. We sang about him at the beginning of the program. Raboni, Yeshua, born 2016 years ago in Bethlehem, Beit Lehem, the house of bread. He's my favorite rabbi. Do you mind playing second fiddle to my favorite rabbi? So, that rabbi, my favorite rabbi, is not our speaker tonight. Daniel is. He is a yadit to me, a hand-to-hand -hand friend. He is a yadit to the Christian community. When he's done this evening, he and you will both know that you are yadits to one another that you are friends who've exchanged ideas. So I ask you, Yadit like to put your hands together and give a warm welcome to our friend, our second favorite rabbi, <laughs> Rabbi Daniel Lappin. Please join us.
Thank you very much indeed, Jerry. It's, uh, it's really quite wonderful for me to be here this evening, my friends. There are so many people that I've reconnected with tonight, people who've played a major role in my life and in my work, uh, people from whom I've received guidance and from whom I've received wisdom and from whom I've received help. Um, Jerry, thank you for the introduction and um, for your friendship, which I deeply appreciate. Thank you. And uh, Robert Walgamuth, uh, years and years of wise counsel from, from Robert. Great to hear you, and I hope we'll have a chance to actually spend some time together. And um, uh, Dave Ramsey, what, what else is there to say? Um, you spoke about Larry being an open-handed sort of person. And all I can say, my friend, is you sure learned that lesson well. And um, and Ron, I've told you before how many years I've admired the work of Kingdom Advisors and how absolutely vital I've considered it if there is to be any hope of a national economic recovery in the United States of America. It's going to be, ladies and gentlemen, because of you and because of all the people you influence in your work as you move around the country and reach out to, to clients and to friends and to students and to disciples. Being here tonight fills me, frankly, for the first time in several days, uh, with considerable confidence about the future. And I thank you all for having me. It's, um, it's a little bit of a tough slot being an after-dinner speaker and not being Dave Ramsey. <laughs> you know, and I'm, I, I spend some time this afternoon figuring out, I mean, I know what it's like, right? You've just had a really good dinner what you really want to do is drop your chin to your chest, slide down in your seat, way down, and take a nap. And I'm racking my brains, how do I get things going here? Well, yeah, I could ask you to sort of get up and, you know, greet the people around you and do some jumping jacks. But I had a better idea. I thought, why don't I just lead you all in a rousing rendition of that notorious anti-Semitic Broadway song, If I Was a Rich Man. <laughs> now, it is, of course, an anti-Semitic song, my friends, because no person who is a member of the people of Israel would ever sing if. <laughs> we sing when I am a rich man. And of course, nobody can dispute that the people of Israel have been disproportionately good with money. 
not just in America in the 19th, 20th, and 21st centuries, but in uh, considerably less hospitable countries. Uh, they have thrived economically in places that uh, were, were brutal regimes and despotic tyrannies. They have thrived in times that have been good and in times that have been bad. That's not to say there are no poor Jews. Of course there are. But disproportionate financial success has been a part of the people of Israel. And that's something that nobody can dispute. People know that Jews comprise less than 2% of America's population. That means that if there were eight Jews on the Forbes 400 list, that would be good. But it's usually 100. Massive overrepresentation. Now, I should just mention, by the way, some of you may be getting a little queasy as I say this. And um, you really don't have to worry, I'm circumcised. <laughs> now, if you get up and say some of these things, you will be attacked as an anti-Semitic bigot. And this struck me as possibly the only time as I researched this prickly topic perhaps the only time in all of academia where bigotry can be transformed into research by the removal of a little piece of skin. And um, But I did study it. I was very determined to find out what were lay behind this, and it took many, many years because I accepted as possible hypotheses some of the, the least welcome ideas, such as Jews routinely rip people off. And it didn't take long, but I did, I did discern that uh, Jews, like pretty much everybody else, have a few rotten apples, but overwhelmingly, success in business over the long term comes from building a reputation of integrity. Everybody knows that. I looked into uh, the ideas that um, superintelligence is the secret. And what I discovered was something which will come as absolutely no surprise to you, and that is that um, intelligence is distributed through the population, like most other things, on a normal distribution graph. So it looks sort of low here, and it's sort of big there in the middle, and then down here. So down here are just a few isolated individuals of super high IQ. Down here at this end are just a few people who are below functional IQ. Forrest Gump. Now, I should mention that people down at this end do not become tycoons. Forrest Gump was a movie. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. And then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. 
But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washer and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. 